Welcome to the Pickable Club with me, Meg Charity, and me, Jason Gregg. Join us for our chats with coaches, innovators, and entrepreneurs who have one thing in common, a love for Pickable. Hey, Jason. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Um, so today we're chatting with Thomas Shields, the founder of The Dink. That's really exciting. I I've, uh, don't really know that much about Thomas, but I really like the idea of being able to learn his story, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, so they started as a weekly e-newsletter, but in less than a year, they've grown into a dynamic media company that's making some serious waves in the pickable industry. And you know, that piece of it, I think, is, is fantastic, right? So their, their target market, I think, is looking at that younger generation and being able to kind of get them more involved, which is really exciting for the, the growth of Pickle. So, all right, let's, um, let's chat to Thomas. Okay, let's go. Cool. I went to school in Ohio. Miami, Ohio, didn't play any sports or anything like that. And right out of school, joined an investment bank, did that for three years, hated it. Uh, always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit. So went and joined a startup in New York. It was like in the digital marketing space, did sales and operations there, kind of liked it, but always knew that I wanted to start my own thing. And I actually started the Dink as a newsletter, as more of like a side hustle if you will. And um, as anybody I think has seen getting into the pickleball space, there's just so much happening, so many opportunities. And it's just like an exciting time to be in pickleball. We got so much traction early on that I was like, okay, maybe I could make this uh, a full-time thing. And, you know, I built out the social media and we had a really cool audience and uh, like a nice logo and, and all that. We're still relatively small. And at the same time, uh, my uncle, Pat Shields, who comes from the tennis side, from with racket sports, he wanted to transition into direct-to-consumer retail pickleball. Um, and so we kind of put our heads together. We're like, well, why don't we do that under the, the Dink name, right? And it sounded like a really great idea. And um, so we, we started kind of doing that. Uh, we, we combined forces doing that together for a little bit, realized, okay, a media and a retail business don't exactly run um, super smoothly together. So we split them out. Um, and now we are just really, really super focused on, uh, the media side of things. So, uh, what we are now is, you know, we started as a newsletter and that's still kind of like our baby. Um, and in the newsletter, which, all right, I'm going to shamelessly plug here. You can sign up at the dinkpickleball.com slash sign up, uh, and totally free, by the way. And we just cover everything from like the pro, uh, the pro tournaments to uh, like tips, gear reviews, highlights, news in the sport about its growth and where it's going, um, and really anything else you can think of that has to do with pickleball that we think is going to be interesting for our readers. And then beyond that, we have an Instagram which has, I think. We're going to be closing in on 17,000 followers. So I think that's the biggest pickleball Instagram there is. Our TikTok is definitely the biggest pickleball TikTok, which we kind of fell into. But that has, I think, just under 40,000 followers. Um, our Facebook is growing, but we're reaching about like a half a million people a month, which is really cool. Um, and then our YouTube, we're, we're trying to really get going. And then the website is great right now, all sorts of awesome content, but we're redesigning it. We just brought on some people to really ramp up what you can find on there. Um, so the website is going to be one of our primary focuses moving forward where it's like, okay, 
if you're a pickleball nerd, you can go there and read like the nerdy pickleball insider stuff. And at the same time, if you're somebody who's just dipping your toe in the water, you're like, what the heck is pickleball? Okay. You can go to the site and learn about strategy and like how to set up a court and what paddle you should buy. So it's got something for everybody. Um, and then you can also do things like figure out where to play and how to sign up for a tournament. And so we just want that to be a place for people to go to read about anything and everything pickleball. And so that's kind of what we're really focused on right now. When did you realize that you may have a real idea here? Like when was that aha moment? Like, holy crap, this, this could be something huge. Um, well, I'm still saying it could be something huge because I don't think we're huge yet, but I do feel like we're onto something. Um, but I would say, I would say maybe it's like we started to get more replies to the newsletter itself. Just people being really interested in what we were writing and offering feedback. And, and um, yeah, we just felt like we, we started to really develop our own voice. And I was like, okay, you know, and surveying the landscape, I was like, I don't think there's anybody else out there doing that in pickleball right now. And so I was like, all right, I think I might focus a little more time here. And um, yeah, that was, a, that was a few months ago. Here we are. Are you modeling the Dink newsletter after any newsletters that you are currently reading? So, for example, it yeah. reminds me a lot of the Morning Brew or the Skim newsletter that I personally read every morning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Really good question. So, um, I modeled the entire thing after The Hustle, which is another really popular newsletter. Um, the founder of The Hustle has his own podcast, and they're always talking about like little entrepreneurial projects and business ideas and they would always touch on newsletters naturally. I mean, one of the guys found obviously very successful. Um, so they actually were the inspiration for me to start a newsletter. Um, they ended up like shouting me out on the podcast a little bit later, which was a really cool moment. On the other side of things, I'm always looking at Morning Brew and what they're doing because they're obviously massive and have you know like two and a half million plus readers now. Um, Austin Reef, the COO of Morning Brew, actually was uh, advising us early on, um, probably toward the end of 2020, which reminds me, I should probably reach back out to him. Um, he's a really impressive dude and you know he's always got great insights. But uh, yeah, so I would say the hustle and Morning Brew are kind of like our North Star. Um, and did you do you guys have to fundraise or have you been bootstrapping this process? Uh, we were mostly bootstrapped. We did just raise um, what I would call like a, a really modest seed round. Um, I don't know that we'll need to raise any more money, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how things go. But yeah, we, we raised a little bit. Nothing crazy. So Thomas, can you tell me a little bit about um, how many subscribers does the Think newsletter currently have? What does that look like? Mm, I don't know if I can. Let's just say it's uh, north of of fifteen thousand. Awesome! Wow, that's amazing. And how, like, how? What has the growth been like over the last year for the newsletter? Has it just been like tremendously more for the last year, or is it you know? Because I I know the numbers of pickleball players is, is you know increasingly, you know, every single day there's new and new players. So I would guess yeah. that the number of subscribers has also got to be really really going up over the last year. Yeah. Well, so the newsletter, like the first one launched, I think, uh, November 10th, 
maybe. So it's really like young, like it's, it hasn't even had its, it's one year yet. Um, but yeah, it definitely like comes in waves. What I would say is one of our challenges is as I've gotten like more immersed into uh, the pickleball world and as we brought on more people, like we tend to write about the really like nerdy stuff that maybe your everyday casual player doesn't like, isn't going to be that interested in. So we're, we're trying to sort of like take a step back a little bit and put more of that like 101 instructional content that um, will appeal to everyone so that we can start to ride that wave again, which is just the wave of people flooding into the sport. Um, we've also thought about starting a new newsletter that's just strictly for like the beginners. And it's like all like how to take yourself from maybe like a two five to like a, I don't know, like a four. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of people who aren't intimately involved in the pickleball world still think of it as a sport for the retirement community. It's a frustrating stereotype that I know that I encounter often. And a lot of education is still needed on that front. But I I think that Dink has done a great job helping to rebrand the sport in a totally new way and positioning it as a cool, fun sport for younger generation. Was was rebranding the sport top of mind for you or did it sort of just happen organically? Uh, I think that kind of like, so I'm 28 years old. I I think that kind of just like reflects me and where I am um, and and how I look at the sport. But I would also just give like a massive shout out to the PPA and what they've done to make the game look just like cool. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And um, we're, we're trying to do that too. And we're trying to take their product, which is great play the top players um, in these really like well-dressed up professional environments and broadcast that to people who probably just don't know what pickleball is so like Instagram, TikTok, like those have been really great places to do that. TikTok in particular has been crazily receptive to a degree I would have never anticipated. We have you know, generated over 10 million views on TikTok alone in the past like 45 days. And I think that's just curiosity about what the sport is like. Yeah, we'll get comments that are like, oh, like this is for this is for tennis players who can't move anymore. And I'm like, God dang it. Like <laughs> I want to reply, but then I click on their profile. And it's like a 12 year old. I'm like, oh, right. This is TikTok. <laughs> she probably relax. Um, but there's also like a portion of that that's like, wow, this is awesome. It's like people it's like kids like tagging their friends being like, we have to try this. Yeah. Right. And, and, and same thing on Instagram. And that's really, really cool to see. And I think as this sport just grows i think the process has already started of of rebranding it as a sport with real athletes that has cool highlights and is just a good like fun time to play so yeah and i think tapping into that curiosity is is key because i think especially post covid you know everybody at this point in my mind has at least heard of pickleball and i think you know because families were playing in driveways setting up nets during the pandemic and you know, the public tennis courts were flooded by by people looking for places to play. So I think at right. this point, you know, pickleball is 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 buzzing. And I think yeah, it, sure. yeah. And I think on especially on TikTok and you know social media apps like Instagram, 
when you scroll through and you see these incredible fun points, that's almost like ping pong on steroids, right? Like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. Yeah. I want to yeah, try yeah. that out. And I think sort of adding fuel to that fire is, is what the ding's doing right now. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's happening in the sport that's exciting you the most right now? Um, I don't know. Good question. I mean, like the generic answer is just like the pace at which it's growing and the fact that like now, so I was in New York before the pandemic. That's where I was living. Did two, I was um, living there for the last two years. Since then, I've kind of been bouncing around and, you know, we follow the PPA. So I've been traveling a lot, but coming back home to, to Michigan and just kind of like walking around my, my hometown, like going to restaurants and stuff, like people will stop me and be like, I love pickleball. We're just getting into it. Like we're just starting to play. And like everywhere I go, it seems that's the case more and more. Um, and I would say not only that, there's like an instant connection you have with that, with that person. So I think the cool thing about pickleball is like the sense of community is unrivaled. I, like I just haven't seen that anywhere else. And more and more I go places and, and people are like, I'm playing pickleball now. Like, awesome. Agreed. Are you working full-time on the dink or do you have another, another? Uh, I am now full-time on the dink. And I think it's been that way for the past two months now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, to, I guess the, just to put, to add some context there, I started it as like a side thing when I was full-time at my company in New York. I left there in December and was focusing kind of like full-time, but I also took up another position with a music discovery app called Headlights Hip Hop, which is actually really cool. If you want to check that out, it's a whole nother story. Um, but in the last two months, I was like, I need to put all my eggs in, in this basket, really focus on this. So it's been 100% the dink for the last two months, I would say. What is it like traveling in the van all over the country? It seems <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, all right. We, that was exhausting, first of all. Um, I think uh, it was really cool to see all these awesome locations and play with all these uh, really like amazing people and be like welcomed everywhere we would stop and play but it definitely got tiring and it was a little bit daunting, but we aren't doing that anymore. Um, so we're flying now, which is a, a major relief. I think what people didn't realize about the van was that back, like there was no bed in there. Like there was, there was nothing. It was a shell and in the back it was filled with equipment and merchandise. And now that we're not doing the retail, we're like, all right, we probably don't need the van. So from with pickleball actually is driving that van with their logo on it now. Um, so that van is typically still at the PPA. It just has a different, different logo, but yeah, it's sort of like, a, a it, it's a relief to not be driving that thing everywhere. Now that was, that was a lot of work. Um, if someone told you three years ago that you would be building one of the largest pickleball media companies in the world, I think, would you believe them? I uh, would laugh. Right? <laughs> First of all, that's again, you're like very generous in saying that. Like, um, but yeah, I, I, if I, if anyone told me that I would be doing anything full time pickleball at this point, I would be like, what are you talking about? Right. Just kind of give them a weird stare and be like, okay. <laughs> 
And I think a lot of people would agree with you, you know, like pickleball just hooks you and then it reels you in. And it's like, oh, my gosh, for the last two years, all I'm talking about is pickleball and doing right. pickleball all day long. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's so it's I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, reflecting on the last year or so, what's been the most challenging aspect of starting and growing this business? Like, what's the biggest surprise you've encountered thus far? Uh the biggest surprise I think was like getting in, like when I first got into it, I remember being like, man, I should like reach out to one of the pros and see if they'll write for us. And now I've realized that all the pros know each other and they're all super approachable and they'll write for you. I have uh, Jill Braverman, Zane Navratil and Tyson McGuffin and Kyle Yates all writing something for tomorrow morning's issue. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, there's different like partnership aspects to that, but for the most part, it's like, we're just helping each other grow. Everybody's so passionate that, you know, they all want to help each other. Um, so that's been like a nice surprise. I kind of forget the first part of that question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I was just wondering like, what are some of the, you know, challenges you faced? Yeah. I think just like getting up to speed and like, if we're going to be a leading voice in pickleball, we need to know everything about the game. So a challenge has been like keeping tabs on all the moving parts. Cause there's so much happening any given day. There's a, it's a really big challenge to stay on top of all that and then distill it into like a newsletter every Wednesday morning. So um, figuring out a good process there for, for one, just like surveying, all the different mediums and, and making sure like we're picking up on everything. And then two packaging in a way that's digestible and people want to read and don't get like bored. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's awesome. You kind of hit the nail right in the head right there, Thomas. Right. So the idea of, and, I, and going back to a little bit of what you were talking about with, with kind of like your biggest thing that you saw over the last year is it's pretty awesome to see like all the professional pickleball players as the, game gets better and better and better and they're all approachable right because a couple things one is you know they're all in love with pickleball too just like megan right so you can go into and talk to her and say hey you know what's what's you know what what are you working on today or what are you doing or how is the game changing right they're all like really really invested in the game and they love it it's so much fun right. so you know anybody going to them and saying hey let's do this right you know and and i think you being able to go to them and and really get pick their brains about some stuff that they have and they're using i think is fantastic yeah i would also give like credit to a lot of the pros in that the pickleball community is um a passionate one and a vocal one and the pros are within reach so like a lot of the criticisms and like pretty poignant opinions that the fans have do reach these players. And they like, I think every single one of them is amazing at just like putting on a smile, being responsive, interacting with the community, taking the good and the bad and just like being a good, good sport about it. Um, yeah. I would just, Credit to the players. Just a little, <laughs> little tangent there. Um, so I'd like to end with three fun questions for you. Okay. All right. One, what's one of the coolest non-pickable places you've been to during your cross-country drives? Uh, Joshua Tree was awesome. Uh, it would be really cool to put a pickleball court in Joshua Tree. I've seen a lot of places I, I haven't been. 
I spent a weird amount of time in in Texas and California, more so than I ever thought I would. Um, but Joshua Tree was is definitely a really cool spot. So the second question is, what TV shows are you currently binging? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not a big TV person. Um, I like to watch a lot of like podcasts. But recently I started a show and it's actually in French. It's called Lupin. It's like a, um, it's, it's a show about what they say is like the gentleman burglar, but it's all French actors and it takes place in Paris, but it's this one, the head, the main character is this one guy that I just really, really like. So I was like willing to look past the dubbed over, uh, like the, like the voiceovers and it's actually been really good. So I've been, I'm on, I need to finish like the final episode tonight of the second season. So it's pretty solid. I would recommend that if you can put up with the subtitles or like voiceovers. And what about um, your favorite podcast? It's my first million. So that's the one that was like the inspiration for me to start this thing. Um, Co-hosted by uh, founder of the hustle. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, we, it was a really cool moment when someone like texted me a link to it and, they were like, I'm sure you've already heard this. And I like, I, I clicked on it. Sure enough, within the first 30 seconds, they like gave us a shout out for what we're doing. And I, I thought that was like a, a really cool moment. That's by far my favorite podcast. It's just entrepreneurial stuff, business ideas, up and coming companies, a lot of like venture related content. Have you listened to How I Built This by Guy Rez? Oh, of course. Yeah. That's like yeah. one of my favorite ones. If you could partner with any pro pickable player, who would it be? And this is the final question. In in a tournament? Yes. Or, okay, let's just say not a tournament because then you're going to pick Ben Johns. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, I, well, the problem is like with the, with the different, depending on the rating system, I would choose different players. So with like the, like if, if we're, if we're looking at like what's one of the main like ranking bodies. I know there's Duper, which is which is uh, kind of like the new one. But what's what's the other one? The USAPA ranking. Yeah, yeah. So that one doesn't really take into account like your partner and who pulled what weight. So like, I just want to get my ranking really high. So I would selfishly choose Ben John so that I can like skyrocket into like the top twenty players. And then if we're going like Duper ratings, which kind of like is able to like navigate through all that stuff. I would say it would be really fun to play with uh, Jay Devillier because, and I never know how to say his last name. I think I, I, I think I did a decent job. He's just like the nicest dude in the world, but it would be cool to play alongside him and see that like competitive aspect come out. And he's also like massive. So I can kind of just play the Ernie the whole time, which is like my favorite move. <laughs> There goes Thomas, another Ernie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, Thomas. That was that was really fun and, and insightful. And I appreciate you sharing your, your story with us. This episode was produced and edited by me, Meg. Keep out an eye for future episodes with other brilliant pickable people. And follow us on Instagram at, at MegCharityPickable or at JGPickable. And also don't forget to follow us on Spotify to keep up with future episodes. 